fantasy news, fantasy updates, fantasy clowning. We doing it all the time, baby. Champ and chump, fantasy dump. I'm your host, Chump. <laughs> the champ's here. I'm with my boy, Champ. We call him Commiss Tommy B. Forfeiting a season to get picks for the next year? Is it worth it? I mean, he's a nut job and a half, man. <laughs> Damn, boy. Champ and Chump, fancy dumb. And the Chump Fantasy Dump, it is the 1v1 Champ versus Chump Fantasy Showdown Week, folks. We had some technical difficulties last week. I may have got a little bit too wild and said some stuff that we had to delete the whole episode, but it is what it is, man. Sometimes when the juice gets flowing, the, the words come out that don't need to be shared. Yeah, it was a big episode last week, long one, but we couldn't, uh, couldn't get it out. Just wasn't working with the audio and whatnot. Might have saved Coop. Well, it's because Italian seed. It was because the Paisan was here. You know, the Italian stallion just riled me up. I had to start talking shit. It was the back and forth, and they cut us out. Got the juices flowing, that's for sure. But, yeah, we back this week. We're going we gonna to talk some playoffs. We're going to talk some fancy playoffs, NFL playoffs. But uh, let's kick things off. You want to talk about the, the Great White Hope? All right, folks. C-Mac is back. Psych. I mean, C-Mac's back on IR. Pretty much <laughs> what I'm saying. But, God, he looked good. They were feeding him. You know, at first, uh, week nine, Matt Rule comes out. It's going to be like a split backfield. We're going to go possession by possession, Mike Davis and C-Mac. Just to, you know, ease him back. <laughs> sure you did, Matt Rule. Sure you did, Matty. Um, it was back to his old ways. 35 points, I think, in our league. Something like that. He caught the ball, ran the ball, threw the ball, kicked the ball. <laughs> You know, Swiss Army Knives is back at it. And then the last series, I'm pretty sure the last run, he goes and pretty much separates his shoulder, gets the shoulder tweak out week 10. Um, I think this is what it's going to be like. Um, they do have a late bye week too, so that's another week that he's not going to be playing. It's very frustrating. Um, Mike Davis is looking like he's losing some juice too. Um, yep. So I'm not like, it's not like you can just go in, you know, you can just place Mike Davis back into your lineup, especially against Tampa Bay's run defense. Yeah, C-Mac's, uh, uh, C-Mac owners are a little bit perturbed. Luckily, I have depth, but a lot of people don't. And a lot of people had to probably um, trade him away this week if they're going for the playoff push. But we'll get later on to that um, do's and don'ts of the playoff push. But yeah, I think that with that Mike Davis like losing steam, like you said, to his Curtis Samuel's emergence here in the yeah, last few weeks. Yeah, he's becoming a fucking running back now, which is wild to me. Yeah, they're using him in the backfield. They're throwing him the short routes. I mean, kind of like what he's supposed to be used as. That's what he did at Ohio State. So they're at least using him right now. But, yeah, it's taken away from Mike Davis a lot. That's fucking like four, three years too late. I drafted him thinking, <laughs> I think two years ago. I think he was a stud. Ah, he's always been a, a, like a preseason darling type. You know, he's got the, the talent and the skill set. It just never came onto the field but now he's getting the opportunity he's showing out and i mean he had nine catches last week over 100 yards another touchdown they're giving him carries too like inside the 10 i think he got a carry as well which was kind of surprising to me yeah it was, it was frustrating because it could have been c-mac again luckily they passed in the ball in that same possession but um yeah it's weird definitely i have mike davis and i'm not starting him this week um i don't i'm not saying he's unstartable against the tampa bay's run defense but there's other options for me at least to just bench him and just hope to you know this is Again, this is 
me every this me every week, but especially this week because I'm I'm facing champ this week, folks. Hey. I'm at which one versus one, three. I think I'm third place versus fifth place. We're both in the playoff picture right now, but this is a battle, folks. We got one and two playing in our league, and we got three and five playing. And this is where I start to tinker. I start to tinker. I start to overthink stuff, and I really just need to set it, forget it, calm, trust in your 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 boys, and you'll be fine. Mike Davis is on my bench, though. I'm not touching him. Oh, you say that now. You say that now. We'll see after you got a big uh because we're recording on Thursday, so you got a big game tonight. Got Tannehill and AJ Brown stack going. We'll see if uh yeah. he can hold up against the Colts. Yeah, I did that, pulled that trade off last week, folks. I picked up AJ Brown in a trade and he looked like oh, DK right. Metcalf out there. <laughs> I have DK too. It was amazing seeing both of them on my team play as well as they played last week. And hopefully they just carry it. All the way into the playoffs. Man, those two are freaks. Some big bodies. Seven days out of the week. Yeah, some big bodies over there. What else we have last week, though? About that Saints and the Bucks game. If you want to call it a game. There's more of a scrimmage. Let's get into that. That was a shit-kicking. Yeah, it was weird. It, I mean, it was at Tampa Bay as well, which, I, you know, coming into, like, the Superdome at the Saints, you might expect that. But to get Molly Watt by 35 in your home stadium, I know home fields, whatever, right now with – fans or not fans but you're still not traveling you're in your same locker room like you're doing all the same shit every day and just to get out there and get embarrassed like that embarrassed i thought the bucks were maybe one of the top contenders in the nfc which we'll get to here shortly but i mean that might have flipped the script a little bit in my opinion yeah and he didn't find the end zone but michael thomas did look good he did not look too bad out there i was very pleased in what you know, it almost was like an ease back but he was the same old mike getting those eight yards possessional wide receiver big body and the touchdowns obviously will come. That was a weird game though, because it was it was I think it was four straight three and outs for Tampa Bay. Oh, it was ugly. And and I think Saints fumbled on the red zone or they like the one yard line too. So it was like they could have been. It was weird. It was just a weird game. They had no juice. It was reminded me almost of the Michigan Michigan State game where like literally the one side of the ball there was just it was gray. It was like there was no you know no up and down. It was just like and I turned the game off after Gronk dropped that. That end zone pass, like, all right, this game's over. It's done. Yeah, they started the, the game with four straight three and outs and punts. Then they threw a pick, and then they turned over and downs, and they threw a pick, and then it was halftime, and they were already losing 31 to nothing. Uh, and then in the second half, I mean, they turn over and downs, throw a pick, and then they finally kicked a field goal with, like, three minutes left just to put some on the board. But that was it. That's all Tampa Bay did. Like, there was no offense in that game for Tampa Bay. Brady just looked weird. I don't know. He threw three picks, had no run game at all. That's another thing that Pitt bothers me is that their run, their backfield is just a clusterfuck. You know, you think halfway through the season Rojo is just gonna be that guy. Then last two weeks ago they fed Leo like he was the guy, looked good, looked great, had a good stat line, and then this week was unexistent because of the score. But still, it's like if you're gonna commit to at least picking up Leo Fournette, you you would think that their game plan would be run the ball first. And but then they have they picked up Antonio Brown too. So they I think they're they're missing an identity, mm-hmm. and I don't think they know week in week out what their identity is. And it kind of is like Patriots where they change their game plan week in week out, but it's kind of not because I feel like it's it's a clusterfuck of just like I think L.A. Rams when they played the Patriots. Yeah. It's you know it's a it's a cluster of great football players, but doesn't seem to be like a great team. Yeah, it's like well when you get all the all stars together and they're playing, they're like doing their own thing, they're chilling, and then they're playing a team that's been together for 
four or five years. You know, they got that chemistry. They know what each other's going to do. They know where each other are going to be at all times. So it almost felt like that where the Saints, you know, over the last few years have had the same amount of players. You know, they brought in guys here and there. Yeah like Manuel Sanders this year, some, but they pretty much had the same roster on offense for the last couple of years, whereas the Bucs are, I mean, Brady's new, Fournette's new, Antonio Brown's new, Gronk's new, Arians is a second year. It's just... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Bruce, I think Bruce Arians be, not being there for a long period of time, I kind of hurts that um, that team. You know, like you said, Sean, the, Sean Payton's been there for, I think, 10 years or close to. At least. And... That identity, yeah, that identity um, is Sean Payton and the way he played it, you know, played Taysom Hill all the way down, the, you know, and then giving Breeze the touchdown pass is kind of like a big fuck you to Tom Brady type deal. Um, even if you say it isn't, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, they're going back and forth with that record all year. Yeah, you know, it's just funny. Um, yeah, that was very surprising. And that just gives me to the point of who out of the NFC is going to be something. We kind of have the top four or five AFC with that loss in Tampa Bay, I think it throws a wrench into anybody in the NFC. And Green Bay losing to Minnesota and then coming back with it's just like I don't know who is gonna be the elite NFC team this year. Do you have any team? Anybody? I don't. Uh I don't. I mean I think it's I think the top four for me would be the Saints, Seahawks, Packers, and the Bucks. Not in any specific order, but if I mean gun to my head, I had to choose one. I think I would go to Saints because I think they're the most all-around team out of those those four. You know, the Seahawks and the Packers, they got their their offenses clicking. They're scoring points like no one's business. But both their defenses got flaws. Like Seahawks, they, they can't stop the pass at all. They're just getting thrown all over the place. And the Packers can you believe that? can't stop the After run. Eight, eight games, uh, they've let up more pass yards than San Francisco and New England's defense all last year Jeez. in 16 games. So with that eight game total of pass of uh, pass yards against totals more than what SF and New England did of all last year given. Yeah, up. it's not great over there in Seattle in the past. I mean, they're getting they got Adams back last week, so that should help a little bit. They made a trade for Carlos Dunlap, try to get a pass rush going. I think their top cornerback Griffin is banged up. I don't know if he's playing this week or not, but I just don't know if that's enough going over there in Seattle. I think a lot of what Seattle's done in the past has been home field advantage for them. You know, the 12th man over there in Seattle, and that's not going to be the case this year. That's not something they're going to be able to lean on. So it's going to be, is can Russ score more points than the other team? Exactly. I mean, and it's good both. Seattle's a great fantasy team. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is you got Russ having to win the game. And on the flip side, the offense that's playing against Seattle's defense is a great start as well. So whoever's... Playing against Seattle, if it's their quarterback, if it's their wide receiver one, it's their running back. Uh, mostly their secondary, but you can play them all because their defense is that bad. Yeah, I think they're. I think it varies league to league, but I mean they're top three against quarterbacks and wide receivers on both, giving up the most points to both of them. And usually you don't see them both correlate like that as much. But yeah, I mean they just they can't stop anybody on defense. So I think come playoff time, you know we saw even when the Seahawks played the the Broncos that one year. You know, Denver was all offense. Seattle was all defense, and Seattle just destroyed them because defense wins in the playoffs. Uh, I think Tennessee showed that last year. They weren't supposed to beat the teams that they beat, but because their defense was playing so well, they just gave the ball to Henry and ran down people's throats. Yep, not tonight, but yeah, that's definitely. What doing. <laughs> yeah, that's it's weird. I just I'm right there with. You. I think the the four teams that you said are the the main hitters. I like the Saints. It's hopefully. Breeze can just stay somewhat 
you know, um, I don't want to say active, but stay fresh. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, that is the word. Stay fresh. His arm, I mean, I think with Michael Thomas coming back and that big body, can he can throw those powerful eight-yard passes to him. Um, but other than that, you can't expect uh, Emmanuel Sanders to be the super threat down the field. Um, I talked about Harris and I talked about Smiths before, and they're not the guys. So Michael Thomas, I think, bails out Drew Brees, makes him look that much better. And obviously when you have Elvin Kamara in the backfield doing what all that he does, that team is going to be a lethal team. It, I think NFC is, is – I mean, there's the top teams are so fun to watch, though. I mean, with yeah. the Russell Wilson, even Aaron when Aaron Rodgers is going, dude, there's nothing there's nothing better to watch. It's it's fun. Oh yeah, you could tell last Thursday when they played the Niners, he was out there having fun. He's smiling on the field, you know. Oh, dude, because he, he's fucking that much better than all these guys. It's ridiculous. I, I wish I had the. I saw a tweet the other day. I don't remember who it was, the, the exact numbers, but the, I think he's up at 400 pass touchdowns now in his career, and the amount of interceptions he's thrown compared to the the next guy is like almost like 40 or 50 less interceptions. Like, he just doesn't throw interceptions. No. And the and it's not like he's dinking and dunking to get all these. He's no. throwing like 30 to 40-yard bombs that are like in the breadbasket each time. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has to be the last year of Devontae Adams being just the only guy because you can't do that. The well is going to run dry eventually. It might run dry in the playoffs. Um, They really were – I mean – if you're kicking the tires on Will Fuller, why don't you just get a, a rookie wide receiver in the most the biggest depth wide receiver class? Right. It's, it's, it it was so weird to me that that was the guy they were looking for, an injury prone wide receiver. And maybe it's rumor. Obviously, the plan didn't work out, but obviously you need more skill guys. And Aaron Jones is a is a running back for a reason. You know, it's like yeah, he can play the slot, but I he's not going to be elite as of an ATH, which is he's an athlete rather than just a strictly a, a wide receiver or a, a route runner. Um, but it's confusing. It's fun. The NFC is a clusterfuck. I think those four teams are it, though. I don't see anybody else. Yeah, you don't think there's like a wild, like the Cardinals or the Rams? I mean, the, the NFC East, is someone's going to get in, but they're trash. So I think the Rams could be the closest bit just because they can play well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of like the the Bucks in a way where it's like one week they're scoring 40 points and the next week they're scoring 6 points and they suck. Yeah, I don't get it, but like once you if you have a, a Donald and you have um I would say a great um defense. Yeah, their defense is solid. Defense is great. I mean, you got Ramsey, but you also got, you know, Cup and you got Woods as the, the most solid uh duo I think around. They just need I feel like they need the explosion on offense. You know, look, when they had that Super Bowl year, they had Gurley, he was in his prime, he was balling out. And it just seems like the their offense is missing that one. Like, Cup and Woods are great receivers, but they're not dudes that are going to take it 75 yards to the house one play. I mean, their they're yeah, backfield they need like just hasn't like done that. Yeah, they like a Tyreek Hill almost. Or like, uh, yeah, their Daryl Henderson is like a bruiser. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they brought Cam Akers in to, to hopefully be that girly type, but he obviously isn't the guy – at least yet, maybe he will be, mm-hmm. but he's kind of been a very dis- like a disappointment. Yeah, I think you're right. What about the Cardinals? Do you think they got? I mean, Kyler's playing no. at MVP level with his stats, but I'm kind of waiting. I think that defense is a little too young. I don't think they're ready for that next step yet. But I don't. I mean, and Kyler does some weird shit, does. dude. Like I, I'm not gonna call him a lead, but he's having a great fantasy uh, mm-hmm. season. But he does some weird ass shit, and to be honest, he uses his legs a lot. His legs are—he is faster than I've ever thought. And you can't really—he has like short, choppy. He's a tiny guy. He has short, choppy stride length, but no, he hits the corners and nobody's touching him. And he, you know, he's getting fifteen to twenty yards in some of these rushes, and still nobody's touched him. It's like, how fast is this guy? Because he looks fat, like he, like 
he doesn't look as fast as it seems because these defensive guys aren't touching him. But again, he'll throw these interceptions and you're just scratching your head like, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely about the legs more than the, the arm at this point in his career. And I don't think he can, I don't know, I don't think he can in that elite playoff games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, defense is going to key on that. They're going to make him throw it in those uncomfortable situations. So I'm with you. I don't think the, I think they might, they're, they might make the playoffs. I don't know. We'll see maybe three teams from the NFC West can get in there, especially if – Well, they have they, – they, didn't they do the – they brought in the playoff, didn't they? Uh, well, yeah. They, they expanded they, they it? Expanded it to seven right now. It's only one team gets to buy. But there's talks about expanding it more if games are missed because of coronavirus. But uh, okay. that hasn't been okay. – so I think that's might just – might go a, to eight. Yeah, eight. that's just like a, a plan in the back pocket if something happens. But, yeah, that's not official or anything quite yet damn yeah i think those are the teams um god in the afc obviously you got chiefs 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 and then you can sprinkle in who you want to sprinkle in you can sprinkle in the ravens if you want yeah i think it'd be it's the chiefs steelers pretty much and the afc and yeah and steelers i think they play the ravens but they keep being i mean they play who they play in so and they, they're seven and oh so you can't really front it uh big ben with multiple injuries like he always has um yeah, I don't. The, that was a weird game last last game though that they played. It was kind of like let's just don't feed James Conner. He got he usually gets seventy five percent of the snaps, or at least seventy percent. I think he got like forty percent of the snaps this this week. Yeah, they played. It was Dallas, right? Yeah, and like this was like a juicy matchup. Yeah, you think it was something like, hey, we know we can beat Dallas. Let's not get James Conner hurt this game. You would think you would. I mean, I don't know. It's NFL, dude. I mean, it's definitely true. they had a third string. A quarterback that was keeping them in the fucking game, though. That's embarrassing if you're the Steelers, guys. Yeah. But, I mean, that could be the mentality that they brought in, being like, oh, we're not going to use Connor because we could beat him. And then the defense is like, oh, we just beat him, kind of being lazy out there. I think a lot of people started Steelers guys oh, yeah. hoping that Dallas was going to be de- playing like Dallas this year. And it was they probably lost a week because of it. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the NFL, you know. That's – I mean, these playoffs are crazy. Last year, the Titans, no one thought that they would make it to the AFC Championship, but there they were. No doubt. Yeah, I think I think the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl. At least, obviously, the AFC Championship game. They can beat you so many ways. Um, yeah, they're not even running the ball right now. Like, I don't know if it's because no. they don't want to or just because they can't. Joe Brady is going to be a fucking NFL coach, dude. That OC for Carolina. Yeah. He kept Carolina in that fucking ball game, man. He he pulled out all the stops. They did the fake punt. They did it all. They did the end arounds. With you know, they did the Curtis. Like we said, the Curtis Samuel trick play. I guess not trick plays, but running plays and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And that mediocre team. I mean, held with it to the end. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater. I think they did the best that they could do with that team. And uh, I think it's because of Joe Brady in that offensive coordinator position. Yeah, that that team in Carolina has definitely surprised me, especially that offense, just the way that they've been able to keep up with some teams and the way they've been able to score points. Um, I did not see that happening as much with a rookie coach and a rookie offensive coordinator and not a rookie quarterback, but kind of a, a new rookie. It, it kind of just shows the point, though, is like if you don't make mistakes in the quarterback position, you can keep your fucking team in the, in the games at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, Teddy's been playing. He's not doing anything crazy, but he's not. He's not losing the game for him. I, I hope they keep – I'm just keeping ball games. I like the way Matt Rule is playing. They're playing hard for Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. So the record might not show it, but 
let's they're I'm competitive. A, I'm gonna put up, yeah, they're competitive. Yes, and I'll put up Cincinnati the same way. But there's gonna come a time when the record doesn't, like you said before, like the James Conner thing. Like Joe Mixon, he, they might be like, you know what? It's not worth. We're one in, you know, seven or whatever, one in eight, two and six, whatever it may be. Is it worth playing this guy the rest of the year, even though we just paid him a shit ton of money, or wait till next year? So. That's where, like, I'm worried about C-Mac. If they keep losing, there's questions to be had. Is it, you know, let's yeah. wait till next year type thing. So it's it's concerning, but they're right, as of now, they're playing hard for my man. Yes, sir. I feel that. You want to kick it over to the fantasy playoffs? Yeah. Let's do it, dude. This is a big, big swing for a lot of people. We're about the, I mean, week 10, um, and you should either know the playoff pitcher or be on the brink of being in the playoff pitcher. We're going to be showing, or we're going to be talking about the do's and don'ts for these last couple weeks before the playoff push. Um, a lot of us, you know, it's, is it fight or flight type uh, mentality now? Um, do you trade away your whole team? Blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about it. Uh, Mish, let me hear one of your uh, playoff pushes do's. What should you do if you're on the the brink of being in the playoffs? Uh, I think I think this was number one for most people is you got to check the fantasy playoff schedules, whether that's uh, week 14, 15, 16, week 15, 16, 16, 17, whatever your playoffs are. You got to check the schedules. You got to know you got to get the best matchups as you can. But you also have to realize that's not the matchup isn't everything like a top talent is going to overcome a bad matchup. And even like mid-tier talent could sometimes overcome a matchup. So don't use it as a as a know-all. Like, hey, this guy's got a bad matchup. I'm trading him away. But if your starting running back's got three bad matchups in a row, you might look to try to move him for someone's got a little bit better matchup. Because I mean, there's you're not gonna be able to trade at the in those weeks. You're not gonna be able to usually find someone on the waiver wire in those weeks. So you gotta look forward. Um, you gotta make your moves now. You know, we're four or five weeks from the playoffs. It's it's time to make those moves for the playoffs if you're going to make the playoffs guaranteed. Yeah, it's not hard to just click on the player, see what their you know week 13 through 15 is or 12 through 15, however your playoffs are set. Even some people have the week 16 in there or whatnot. Um, but if you're not if you're not guaranteed the buy, you got to look at those those weeks and make sure. I don't know, like you make sure you're not playing against Pittsburgh all the you know every time. It's, right? Yeah, you don't want your quarterback playing against Pittsburgh in the no. first week of the playoffs. But but a guy like I mean if I don't think they play but like Mahomes versus Pittsburgh like obviously you're not gonna bench Mahomes or you're not gonna probably exactly. trade away Mahomes because he's a top talent and he's gonna overcome that matchup in most times but if you got a middle of the road dude, like if you've been starting like a like a Jared Goff or something, maybe a Joe Burrow or something and they're playing Pittsburgh in Week 14 or maybe they're playing the Ravens in Week 14 some good defense like you gotta look for other options either now. Or in the next couple of weeks, you got to either make a trade or make a pickup to have your starting roster almost set for that week, knowing that you're going to be in the playoffs and it's a one and done at that point. So you got to be ready. I hear it. that's it's that's I think that's the biggest biggest uh, play you can have to get in that playoffs. Another I would say do is is a piggy off that go after those guys that you want. In those juicy matchups, you know what I mean. Like, if you're willing to trade right now, is the only time you can do it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's injuries and yeah, there's stuff. But even a backup running back, Boongate to be, I mean, perfect. <laughs> is, 
will screw you in the end. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of trades in these next couple of weeks, go after the guys that are in that top tier with your top tier guys and look for those juicy matchups. That's the only like thing I, I can think of. And obviously keep the waiver wires going. Keep um kind of piggybacking off of don't, I mean, backup running backs. But again, backup running backs can win you weeks too. So stay on that waiver wires. Like this week, I picked up uh, Duke Johnson revenge game against Cleveland. <laughs> and I have I have to and wa- am going to with confidence start them probably this week. So there's always those plays that you can have for at least a week um, to get you into the playoffs. But you always want your starters to be starters. You, I mean, you know, you know what I mean. You don't want your starters always to be the backups. Just to go off of that as well, I think that goes into a few of mine. I got like don't put your eggs or do put your all eggs into one basket because. Yeah, I mean it's a two to three week do or die scenario. It's not. There's not. Oh, I'll get him next week. Oh, he's got a juicy matchup next week. Uh, this is you know it's win and go home. That's it. Mm-hmm. You can have all the depth you want during the season. That's great. You need the depth during the season. But in the playoffs, so the dude goes off for twenty on your bench, and he's like a normal starter usually. Like that's not going to help you at all. You're just going to beat yourself up about it. So you want to keep some depth, obviously. You maybe keep like an extra receiver, running back you can plug in if needed. Someone gets hurt. Maybe quarterback if yours isn't one of the top guys. But, I mean, if you got you got four or five starting running backs and you're only able to start three of them, maybe four, like you got to think about maybe trading two of them away for one better guy. And maybe yeah. – Maybe at the, you know, just looking at the trade, you might lose the trade head up. But if it helps your team and if it helps you get that one better dude, it's going to be worth it in the end. Exactly. And, like, consolidate your your guys, you mm-hmm. know, like you said. And then go for it. I mean, there's no – I don't say there's no bad trades, but <laughs> like you said before, you want to go after the guys that can win you weeks. Yeah, you want those, you want those like uh, like a Derrick Henry type. He's, he could go off yes. for 30 or 40 easily. Whereas like a like a David Johnson, like yeah, he's gonna get yeah. you ten. He'll get to you 15, ten points. But yeah, he's not gonna win you a week. So if you got like a, shit, I don't even know. Like if you got a David Johnson and maybe like a Clyde Edwards-Helaire or something like that, and you can move those two guys for like a Derrick Henry or Delvin Cook, you know, one of those top yeah. guys that can actually win you the week themselves. I think you got to think about making that move. Oh, without a doubt. And um, now it's not the time to be patient about IR spots either. You know what I mean? If this guy, if someone wants to be patient and you're looking to get, you need W's mm-hmm. and someone in the top, you know, one to three, you know, wants your IR guy, get as much juice as you can because you need wins. And even if it is, like I've said a lot about C-Mac, if you obviously you're in the top position, you're going to make the playoffs, don't trade away your you guys that can win you weeks yet. Yeah. But if you're on that five, you know, that six to eight range and you need, as, you need to win out, you know, Essentially, without like being risky, like looking for losses for other people, you have that one guy who's not going to play playing the next couple weeks. Trade him away. Go get something. You need W's. Um, and I'm not saying go get trash players. Obviously, you want to get players that can win you weeks. Yep. But there's they still have value. These guys are big names, and they still have value because they are going to be playing. Like obviously. Odell Beckham and shit like that, they're out for the rest of the season. But a lot of these IR guys are soft tissue guys, and um, maybe it's a good risk for you too, like where these these guys have the risk to, to wait for them, and maybe they don't play again like an Eckler. Who knows? Yeah. But you don't have to worry about it because you don't have them on your team anymore. You have a guy that can start, put them in your roster, and possibly win you weeks to get into the playoff position. Yeah, I think, like you said, Eckler, C-Mac, uh, maybe even Raheem Mostert. I think he's out for yeah. a couple more weeks. They got to buy. He's, I don't think he's going to be back to like week 12, 13. Yeah. 
I mean, that's one or two weeks where you've been sitting on him for six weeks now waiting. Uh, guys like Sanders, Nick Chubb, you know, they're supposed to be back this week. Maybe Chubb Joe next Mixon. Week. Joe Mixon, guys like that, you know, like if he if they're not helping you right now, try to trade them for the dudes at the top who are going to make the playoffs and they know they're going to make the playoffs so they they can take on that risk a little bit. They can be like, "Oh, I can yeah. I can get by one or two weeks and then have this dude come in for the playoffs." So And hopefully have them, you know what I mean? Like you don't have right. to hope anymore. You're going to have guys that are going to be starting. I also think um you kind of mentioned like the handcuffs. I think now's the time to start thinking about getting some of your handcuffs not all your handcuffs because not all handcuffs are created equal um but like you know if you got Delvin Cook maybe Alexander Madison's the guy you want to target if you got Miles Sanders maybe Boston Scott or C-Mac and Mike Davis um Connor maybe Benny Snell or something exactly and like C-Mac came back last week and 10,000 whatever the number is dropped Mike Davis it's like keep them on at least a week you Mm -hmm. know like these guys they're and you've already, Mike Davis already showed you he's a quality backup. Madison has showed you in the past he's a quality backup. Pollard has showed you in the past that he's a quality backup. Yep, These one. are guys that you should roster because you know what? They the top dogs either going to get injured or their team's going to be looking like you know what? We'll save you and we're going to run the wheels off of you know a Pollard. Let's you know take it in where Dallas is looking like a dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> yeah, you might as well roster them and hope that. And the playoff time that they're going to be playing, you know, starting roles. Yeah, and it, I mean, that's what I was saying. Not all handcuffs created equal because, you know, like a Josh Jacobs, like a, a Jalen Rashard is like he might be the quote-unquote handcuff, but he's not going to come in and take those 20 carries that Jacobs is getting. They're going to split between other guys. So it's not like go get every handcuff out there that you have. You got to check to make sure that that handcuff is actually going to be a starter if that actual starter goes down. Yeah, don't go, don't go grabbing Gus Edwards, folks. <laughs> yeah, like the Gus Edwards or like the... The cluster backfields, just leave them clustered. Yep, I mean, even New with England's. one... one, The fucking LA Chargers, dude. Yeah, that's a that's it's, a big old cluster. <laughs> Kalen Balaj, exciting. I picked up Balaj. Looked like a stud. He's back on the practice squad. They're probably going to call him up this weekend. I've been waiting for this. The fun fact about Kalen Balaj here. Let's hear it. I want to hear the Balaj. He holds the NCAA record for most touchdowns in a game with eight. Holy shit. Him. It was actually versus, uh, he played for Arizona State, and he played Texas Tech when Mahomes was there, actually. Oh, shocker. And he scored seven rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown. God damn! That was it was sixty eight to fifty five in that game. Mahomes had Bro, six touchdowns really himself. Good, though. But yeah, he looked really good that yet last week. Balaj had some juice. They don't like Kelly, which he's not showing juice. Uh, Pope showed some weird juice last, two weeks ago. Then he got concussed. He's back. I'm just they're I'm I guess they're both. I mean they're banking on Eckler because I kind of I'm liking this because they did pick up Eckler long term but Kelly that they drafted doesn't seem like the guy so it's like I think the Eckler show is going to be there for at least a couple more years oh yeah I think Eckler's the guy and I think they do want a uh they want someone to compliment him because he's not the workhorse type you know he's not the no, Delvin no. Cook where I'm gonna give you 25 carries you want to keep him fresh you want to keep him light he's more of a receiver than a runner even though he is very good at running but yeah they definitely I mean they tried this year they drafted Josh Kelly he just hasn't turned out to be that guy uh, I think Justin Jackson is is a good compliment to him, but Justin Jackson stay healthy. cannot stay on the field. He's always seems to be hurt. Um, I don't think Pope or Bellage are really long-term guys, but they're working for right now. But yeah, I think that 
that's one that Eckler, I mean, he might come back. He might not. It's that injury was so weird. And it's like he hyperextended. He did all these weird things to his leg. So if they're not winning, they're not going to be competing. You know, they got to look to their future, especially with the way Herbert's playing. You got to think that yeah. you get, you know, you get Eckler back next year. You get Derwin James coming back on defense. Uh, Joey Bosa hopefully can stay healthy for a season. Yeah, a lot of these guys that they're, they have, they're studs, but they're they're not healthy. <laughs> they never are. Like Bosa, they paid him a shit ton, but I feel like he seemed to be injured a lot. So it's he's definitely a game changer when he's on the field, but best ability is availability. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, uh, what other kind of do's do you have for the fantasy playoffs here? Um, do's is trust your lineups, too. Okay. So if your lineup's been going, don't tinker too much. Yeah. Don't overthink this. You know what I mean? Like, Stay away from Matthew Berry on Sunday mornings is what you're saying? No, I'm not always saying that. Obviously, you want to look at, like you said before, matchups. You look at defenses, who they're playing. Mm -hmm. But you also don't want to overthink the things that have been there the entire year. Like, Keenan Allen is going to get 10-plus targets a game. You're going to have to start him. He might not be the sexiest wide receiver, but he gets the job done. I'm trying to think of other guys. Like, a James Conner. Yeah, he had a bad game last week. But it yeah. doesn't mean studs. you bench them. Trust the studs. You trust the guys. I always like to ask myself this question is, if if you lose this matchup, are you going to be happy with yourself that you lost because you had James Conner in your starting lineup or that you lost because James Conner was on your bench? Like, exactly. I'd rather go down with my studs in my lineup. You know, the dudes that got me there, the dudes I think are going to go, I'd rather lose with those dudes in my lineup than try to go out on a limb and start a Mike Boone on a Monday night in the – finals of a championship rather than start a guy that's scored a touchdown every game of the season yep um yeah exactly that's just like a scenario uh, that that's I just that, doesn't yeah. like doesn't like it, it happened yeah but yeah just yeah just like a scenario <laughs> we, we, we thought about which is on the fly there um but that's the kind of thing it was the same it's just like trust your lineup trust your roster um especially during the playoffs like you created this roster so now you gotta you gotta own it you gotta just you gotta play the guys you're gonna play um Especially like if I make a trade, I'm gonna play the guy I obviously like. I just made a trade for. Um, yeah, you trade for a reason. Trying to think what else I have for like a, a do and then a don't. Yeah, I got a a do would be to still pay attention to waiver wire. You kind of touched on it earlier, but just because the the trade deadline passed or the playoffs started doesn't mean that the waiver wire is dead. Like there's still gonna be some guys for pickups. Yeah, they might not be the best pickups, and they might not make your starting lineup, but they might make someone else's starting lineup. So exactly. if they're you on, want, you want to you want to play off you want to play your offense, but you also want to play defense in that waiver wire. Yep. Yeah, you got if your opponent maybe your opponent's got a guy playing on a Sunday or Monday night and he's questionable. You know, he, he might play, might not play. Why not go out and pick up the other options on the wire that he would have to pick up? Exactly. You know, pick you, up a DJ Dallas if Carson's injured. Pick up a Hyde if Carson's injured. Pick up uh, Duke Johnson if David Johnson's injured. You know. At, like during playoff time, pick up. You got to know the backups, though. You got to know the backups right off the bat because your opponent obviously is looking at the same injury that you're looking at right now. So it's like you got to jump on these these guys, even if you're not if you you roster that guy because let's say it's game time. You have two quarterbacks in your roster. One you obviously started the one that you're starting, and boom, someone goes down, and it's the backup of the guy you're playing next week's starter. 
he has to play him. You want to go as fast as possible, pick up that guy, and drop that quarterback. And it is what it is. You got to live with it. Yeah, especially if you got a quarterback that you know you're starting next week. He's already played. And he's... he knows he's starting. Yeah, let's say you have like Aaron Rodgers versus Kyler Murray next week. Yep. Like you guys are both starting, both of them. Who gives a fuck about your backup? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, you definitely got to pay attention to your team and others' teams in the playoffs. That's what it comes down to. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of something as a don't. I wrote some down, but we kind of covered them all. Yeah, I got a uh, one don't. It's kind of it's not really related to the actual playing of fantasy, but it's don't watch the games alone, man. I mean, obviously, yeah. Corona pending, whatever with your situation, but I mean, the playoffs are hype. They're a lot of fun. You know, you've been here for 13, 12, 13 weeks, and you've been grinding for this moment. Like, it's just a lot more fun to watch it with your your league mates, maybe your friends, you know, just guys that are into football, maybe your wife's girlfriends are into as well. Like just get together, have a good time and watch the games, you know, cause it's, it's not as much fun when you're just sitting in your basement alone, you know, cheering, Oh, I got a touchdown. Like, and then you look around, it's like, all right, well, no one cares cause no one's here, you know? So I think if you can Corona pending, obviously, but if you can watch the games with people, you got to do it during the playoff time. Especially championship games. Yes, dude. yes. Especially championship game. If you can get down with at least a couple of your league mates, hopefully the guy that's in the championship game with you, it's a lot of fun. I know I we had a, a Christmas party, I remember. We yeah. were watching uh, the Emmanuel Sanders-Denver Broncos game. I needed Emmanuel Sanders to give me like, I think it was like, it was upwards of 20 plus points and he got, he was going he was close. Off. He was on pace and Champ was sweating a little oh, bit. The booty but, hole was puckering. Oh, but it just didn't come in. But it's fun. You know, all that shit's fun. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good rule. What are you got any other uh, don'ts over there? Don'ts. Don't start Mike Boone. <laughs> now, that's I mean, that's, a, that's, that was the big one. I got kind of relates to that is don't celebrate or accept defeat until it's all over. You know, I was True. like Mike Boone last year. I was down or I was up less than six points going into the last game and Monday night game. I was done. Guy had a running back, starting running back for the team. I'm like, this dude, he's got to score one touchdown. All he's got to do is, you know, catch a few passes, 50 yards. And he just, you know, he ends up coming short. So, you know, I'm sitting there sweating the whole game, thinking it's going to happen, just waiting for it to happen, and it just never did. So, I mean, just never give up until it's over. Once the scoreboard says zero, then you can celebrate, or then you can say, you know, GG's, good job. But don't pull the trigger too early. Love that. I love that. I love also, you know, if you're early riser, you got to go to bed. You go to bed and you wake up with a W sometimes. Like during the during the the year, it just feels good, you know? <laughs> when you're like, "All right, I'm going to fucking lose this game. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm going to bed." You know, he has two more points the third quarter. He's been catching a rock. He's been running the rock the entire game. You wake up and you have the confetti of Yahoo looking, you know, <laughs> pouring down on you. Way to go. You won week blah blah blah. And I'm like, Fuck yes. Way to start your day. My, you know, my Monday now is a great Monday. Yup. Yeah, it could change the whole outlook on the week or on the day or whatever. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, you never know what could happen. Your guy, the dude could be going off and then, you know, the teams could put their backups in or just some special teams touchdown. And then all that of a sudden. good old-fashioned concussion protocol, concussion too. Concussion, too, that, yep. that, that can, you know, that questionable ah so-and-so went into the blue tank you're like oh my god and they took his helmet oh my god he's done i just won <laughs> yeah i mean that's what it's about man. it's about that hype it's about you know it's, it's about feeling good yep I'm, I'm right there with you i'm sweating right now just thinking about it <laughs> that- all right um that's i mean that's pretty much it guys so just 
really focusing on your roster, make your trades. This is all or nothing. This is this is what you've been doing the entire year for the draft, the entire season, you know, picking up people, trading people. This is where you hone in. This is where you lock in. I'm excited. It's, it's the playoff push is here. This is gonna make or break some people. It's coming. We got some good good matchups this week. We got a lot of guys fighting. I think our our spots one through three. I think are as a battle between three teams, maybe four. You could throw our fourth place team in there if you want. It's been getting. I'm not doing it. Been getting lucky in the points against column, but uh, I think there's always five, one team like that though. Five through nine are separated by one one win here. Um, points points four are just kind of a little. A little spread out, but they're kind of close as well. It just takes one really good week, you know, and you can flip those standings. So hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle for these last few playoff spots in our league, I believe. I know it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. And then I mean, like the top three teams, you're you're up there. You're competing for that buy. That buy is huge. Like I know I got I got a couple. Like, I play I think two. Not this week, but next week. I don't know. I play. I already played one, which I don't want to talk about that. I should have won Matt Ryan. That was Matt Ryan's six point game. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, but, we got one and two this week are playing each other. And then next week we got two and three are playing each other. Could be one and two at the time. Could be one and three. I mean, like, you know, we got some good matchups these next two weeks. So those those top three teams are going to be fun to watch. See who gets that, that free win. That free win is huge because you never know what could happen in that week 14. So big. And then, and that that's a good point to put it then. If you have that bye, you damn well should be waiver warrior that whole entire Sunday, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. You got you got to pay attention. Even if you're on a buy, you got to sit there and pay attention. You got to know what's oh my, going on. Well, you got to bat- You're battling the guys that are playing right now. You know these guys are wanting these backups or these guys that are injured. You got to be your thumbs got to be ready. The thumbs got to be ready. Keep the app open. Watch the stat Always. tracker. Get refresh, the refresh, refresh, refresh. Have the red zone on the TV. Maybe get a second TV, maybe a third. Laptop open. It's playoff time, baby. It's coming. Playoff time. All right, let's go one juicy matchup. You put one positional player for each. So your top quarterback matchup, your top running back, and your top uh, wide receiver. We're going to do tight end. Uh, Matchup of the week. Let's just go in general, fantasy in general. So let's go quarterback. What's your juiciest quarterback matchup this week? With Patty Mahomes, the the Chiefs are on a bye. It's a little homer pick, like you know how I like to do, but I think I'm going Aaron Rodgers this week over any other quarterback in the league. They're playing at home in Green Bay versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, do you think they'll just like run the ball, though, because they feel bad for the Jacksonville Jaguars? I think that they will run the ball, but, I mean, we've seen a lot of Devontae Adams' two-yard touchdown catches or Robert Tanya's two-yard touchdown. I know. I mean, Rodgers has just been on a tear lately. Um, There's no signs of showing down. He's got the last three games, four touchdowns, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, right around that 300 yards mark each game. Um, So I think think Aaron Rodgers over – I mean, Russell Wilson plays at the Rams, kind of a tough matchup. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's playing Buffalo, Josh which is Allen, a tough matchup. going to be battling each other. So, they, I mean, both of them could definitely have some big games if that turns into a shootout, being that the defense are pretty mediocre. But if I had to put my eggs in one basket, it would be Aaron Rodgers this week. I like that. That's a good pick. Um, I, also, I agree with you on that one. There's not another guy that jumps out to me as a quarterback that has a great matchup. I will th- think about D. Uh, Watt as a great uh, matchup, but Cleveland's always tough. Miles Garrett, you know, pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, outdoor game too. I mean, no. outdoor Cleveland sucks. I mean, like their whole like just sucks. Their weather sucks. Last week <laughs> or two weeks ago, and they had a bye last week. But two weeks ago, um, super windy. 
No, nobody did anything. It was just an ugly game. And you come, I mean, like, yeah, football is about weather, but you also like football is about great football. And like that doesn't, I don't, I don't know what it is about outdoor. It bothers me sometimes. Like there's, there's some, there's some fun aspects like, you know, like Buffalo Bills and like their home field and like obviously Green Bay and you know, the Lambeau leaps and all that. But like mm-hmm. some of these guys are just like, get a fucking dome already. Jesus. <laughs> I know. Some They'll of help them. you out. Like you, you draft a, you know, a spread style quarterback in, in Oklahoma and fucking uh, Baker Mayfield, like, yeah, your your team's outdoors. It's fucking in Cleveland. It's freezing. Like, you mm-hmm. can't even touch, you know, small hands as it is. Right. I never got that. It's weird. Hey, that's that's why the Browns are the Browns, man. All right, a uh, wide receiver. Best wide receiver matchup you got this week. Man, we got some tough matchups this week for the top guys. There is. I know, that's why I'm doing this. There's a lot of tough matchups. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to say Devontae Adams, so I'm not, I'm not going to say him, but I think – I think he would be number one because I mean obviously they're playing Jacksonville, and it's just been just been hard to stop them. But if I had to say someone else besides that, that's weird, man. Ah, uh, because I mean Hopkins got a tough matchup versus Tre'Davious White with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. DK's playing against Ramsey, so you never yes, know. Um, Michael Thomas, I just haven't seen it yet, so I'm not ready to to crown him a number one. Diggs going against. Patrick Peterson. I almost want to say Keenan Allen, actually. Yeah, he's up there on my list as the as a good matchup. If he can if he can get in the end zone once or twice, he could be the wide receiver one for sure. You know, like you said, he gets those ten targets a game. He's gonna he's gonna get the catches. Hopefully, he gets a maybe a big play for a touchdown or something. Well, dude, Flores has the Miami boys playing in defensive side. They actually have been looking pretty good in the defensive side lately. They have been last they couple have been games. Solid. I know Kirk had a deep ball. Cooper Cup had a a big game. He had twenty targets against them, so it's a little different. But yeah, no, I think it. If I I would say Adams number one, but if I'm gonna choose someone besides Adams, I would, I would go Keenan Allen. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm going to go uh, Rashard Higgins. That's my guy. <laughs> I think it's Higgins season to start. Higgins season, baby. It's coming. It's it's coming. Um, yeah, I like Keenan Allen a lot. Um, all my guys against you this week have a fucking tough matchup. Maybe but Michael Thomas and San fucking Fran top, just because they'll have – Yeah, Michael Thomas and San Fran um, might have – just, just on the sure numbers that they're going to have, I think with the San Fran's offense not really clicking – I think New Orleans Saints are going to have a lot more possessions than them, so maybe mm-hmm. they'll get, you know, that as just solely having more, you know, time with time of possession. But yeah, I think San Fran plays a lot of zone as well, and I mean that's what that's what Breeze and Thomas do is they pick apart those zones and those those just short passes. Just shitty matchups left and right when I fucking have to play you. Shocker how that works. I want to hear it when you got four of the top nine receivers this week. I don't care if their matchups are bad. You can go fuck yourself with that. Tell the people in the back, baby. I got wide receivers. All, All right. right, running backs, man. Let's do the last thing we got. Best matchup for yeah. running backs. You hit me with yours first this time. To be honest, who I like the most is... God, I want to say tonight, dude. I, I want, I, I've, just how tough in, Indy's defense is, I think Henry is going to be just the workhorse running back. Um, I was gonna say Cook, but Chicago is a Chicago, you know, team for a reason. Their defense is is studs. Yep. Um, I think 
I'm going to go Big Henry. I think that, you know, Henry train is going to be the main hitter. I like that. He's He just seems like a Thursday night football player, you know? Yeah. I I want to say Aaron Jones just because he's, you know, I want him to get, you know, yeah. as much as he can. That's tough. I feel like you can go all all Packers this week. I mean, all Packers yeah, being those three. That's the only, like, those three. golden matchup that I think is this this year, or excuse me, this uh, week. You could even throw against the Packers, James Robinson. I mean, Packers are yeah. not a great yep. rush D. As long as they they compete over there in Jacksonville, as long as they keep the game semi close, and even if they don't, I think Robinson's been playing the snaps anyways. He's been getting all that work anyway, so I think I'd throw James Robinson up there this week. That's a good point. I like James. I like that too. Mm-hmm. And then James Conner, he's got a good matchup as well versus Cincy if he gets the carries. Yeah, um, I think so. I think they're gonna get it. They uh, Cincinnati Bengals tweeted out T.J. Husmanzada wiping his cleats with a terrible towel. This Ooh. week in social media, um, I, okay. I don't know why they want to poke the bear. Um, so I think they're just gonna they're gonna play bully ball, and I think Connor's gonna be the bully. Yep. And then the one last one I throw in there maybe would be the starting Cleveland Browns running back, whether that's Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Uh, if Chubb plays, I think he balls, and I think Kareem Hunt still balls. Houston's not really that great at stopping running backs, so I think if they both play, they can both ball out. But if only Hunt plays, I think he's up there in the top five this week. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that. They said Chubb ran today without a brace on, which was a good sign, I think. I yeah. don't know like, what, what that meant. Um, yeah, we'll see if uh, like he's coming tomorrow. Is he going to wear the brace Sunday or is he not? Like I don't I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't play. Houston's yeah. defense is troublesome. Of course, shocker, you play me when you have Nick Chubb and he's like on his way back and Miles Sanders, shockingly, is healthy now. Oh, Coop's getting nervous. I'm not He's nervous, getting dude. nervous. My guys, my, guys are, my guys have tough matchups. I don't get twisted, but I think Tannehill tonight is going to show out. Well, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, what's um, your, give me your – I mean, people are going to know when, when they hear it, but what's your prediction for tonight, Titans and Colts? 24-17 Titans, three passing touchdowns and a field goal. Um, Tannehill's going to shock it. Um, A.J. Brown's going to have four catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Just gonna be a normal uh, win for the Titans. I think just gonna, it's gonna be ugly. I watch out for Titans defense. Actually, might to score one, maybe a pick six or a fumble. So it might be a Tannehill two or Derrick Henry get one in there. Um, I just think it's gonna be an ugly Thursday night game. Um, I'm kind of strapped. I'm playing Tannehill. Like I said, I made a trade for him, and the the guys on the waiver wires are just I can't trust them over Tannehill. And Tannehill, I said. Don't really care about this week because um, I'm looking good already in the playoffs. It's my playoff schedule for Tannehill and Matt Ryan are looking juicy. So I'm going to leave it at it. I'm just going to set it and forget it this week. Don't tinker in front of champ. Just don't show any weakness. <laughs> yeah, no tinkering. I like the I like the prediction. I think a little more points would be scored, actually, though. I think these Thursday night games have been a little high, more, more high scoring than I thought they'd be. Just uh, the defense maybe aren't ready. But I do like that Titans defense call. I'm starting them in a couple leagues. I actually had a touchdown last week. I think they can do it again this weekend. Philip Rivers out there in the Tennessee weather, especially uh, how ferocious Philip Rivers is and uh, trying to tackle people. <laughs> oh my god, that was too funny. I was dying. <laughs> oh my gosh, just fell and then he tried to like grab him with like a flop. It was like oh, it looked like he was playing some football in the backyard. Terrible. Like that's how Terrible. he tries to tackle his kids. I bet. It's like, yeah, oh, oh, you, no doubt. I missed you. Oh, oh you jumped worry. over oh, me. Good man. job, Billy. Are you Billy? Are you Ted? Are you? Are you? Who are you? you? We got twelve of you. I don't know your names anymore. <laughs> yeah, 
Got to put the names on the back of their jerseys. Hell yeah, they can feel the whole team. Yes, sir. All right, folks, we are out, man. Playoff push. Champ of the Chump Fantasy Dump. Any last words, Champ? This is our big matchup this week. Hey, big I might matchup. be a little bit sad next week or going to be happy. I don't know yet. We'll see. Oh, I'm going to be happy. I know that. <laughs> hey, here we go. Playoff push, baby. Playoff push. All right, folks, we out. Peace. Peace.